Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, December 21st. Coming up on the show today, a little special debate edition of the 440. I had Zach Lyons of the Football and Other F-Words podcast on for an entire interview, and the entire show today is just Zach Lyons and myself debating the Titans offense, how to fix it, the defense, how great they are, and the schedule coming up. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you own a home and you care about your bank account and you care about your happiness, then the Kingston Group are the people you need to know when it comes to anything any work you want to have done with your home. You want a custom rebuild, you want a whole new wing, a whole new addition, talk to the Kingston Group. These are big decisions that have major financial ramifications, and there's no reason to make any of these decisions without all of the best information. This is why you talk to the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Make sure you remember the name, the Kingston Group. Joining me today on our special Christmas debate edition of the 440 is Zach Lyons of the Football and Other F-Words podcast from Broadway Sports Media. Michael Gillum is co-host. That is out every single Tuesday, of course. Uh, we'll get to what you guys covered, Zach, on that on that show in just a second. Uh, first of all, welcome. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, welcome to the show. Yeah, happy holidays to you, too. Thanks for having me on. Uh, sort of happy holidays, I guess, as we <laughs> approach uh, after the Steelers loss and we're approaching this red-hot San Francisco team at home. So um, it may not be so happy holidays come uh, Saturday, Saturday, but we'll see. How, how was the episode? Uh, did you guys have any choice words on the Football uh, and Other Efforts podcast this week? Well, we always have some choice words. Uh, some of those choices are probably not safe for work, but we did have Mike on the episode and we covered a bunch of the problems with the offense because that's really all anybody wants to talk about is this offense and trying to nail down the issue of besides injuries. I mean, at some point injuries, we all know are the main concern, but what is the main issue? Well, and I think that's what I want to talk with you about and and have a little bit more of a conversation with you about this because I don't get to do that much on this show. But I I did find myself struggling with, with the Steelers game in particular because I thought the Titans were, A, the better football team. I think they looked like the better football team. They had the lead. They ran the ball for over 200 yards. They're averaging now over their last four games, more yards rushing than they did when they had Derrick Henry. So you can't say it's not, it's, not, it's not about the lack of support for the running game. I think there's clearly some calls with Todd Downing, especially that second and six late in the game, where I'm just like looking at my family, my in-laws saying, why is he not running the football? Tannehill is a huge part of this conversation, but you already said it. The injuries are number one, but once you get past the injuries, everyone is hurt in December in the NFL. Maybe not as badly as the Titans, and I'm not trying to blame is not the right word here. I just want to figure out what's not working and why it's not working. I, I think what's not working is the the play calling. And maybe it's not just the play calling. You could probably lump in play design too, right? I mean, uh, once again, they fall below 31% of play action passes. And once again, it's a loss. It's at some point, play action passes need to be the bread and butter, especially when the run game is working, like you already talked about. They're averaging more yards without Derrick Henry the last four weeks and with Derrick Henry, and they've only won one game through that time, and that was when they went over 31% of play-action passes. I mean, I get it. I knew when Mike Keith's talked about, okay, play-action fake, because I was in the car in the first drive, play-action fake, Tannehill gets sacked, and I knew from there 
we weren't going to see a lot of play action from this team because they get gun shy. And Todd Downing is is the problem with that is you can't get gun shy and all of a sudden change your plan based off one play. And that's what I feel like he does a lot. You got to be able to call plays that benefit the players that you have. You got to quit trying to cram square pegs and round holes. And Tannehill isn't really a big issue, but you also saw Sunday night when injuries happen that Tom Brady, without Chris Godwin, without Mike Evans, without Leonard Fournette, looked so pedestrian against the Saints led by Taysom Hill. I mean, give me a break. The injuries do factor in, but also play calling factors in. I I completely agree that you sort of have to begin the conversation with the injuries thing, right? Like, right. Of course, Julio Jones went out in the first half. You have to factor that in, and that's everything is sort of layered underneath that that lens. But if you're going to tell me I'm going to get 200 yards rushing, my defense is going to play a near perfect football game for like the the second straight week in a row. You talk about gun shy. I see a lot of that from Tannehill too. Like, and Vrabel talked about this. Last week, you know, like he's got to see the blitz better. He's got to adjust pre-snap better. He's getting, he's taking too many hits because he's not seeing it. He's not throwing the ball away the right time. He's taking sacks. I mean, the fumbled snap is like, that's, that's not a Todd Downing problem. (laughs) That's just a, that's an execution problem. And so the other frustrating thing for me is Twitter is going to be 180 degrees, right? Like either you should dump and trade Ryan Tannehill or he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. And that's just not reality. The reality is he's a solid player. He's a great fit for this offense when they're healthy, but we're seeing right now how limited he really is. I, 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 it's not just the injuries. You cannot run for 200 yards and, and turn the ball over 13 times and be like, oh, he was perfect. Like it's, it's, it's Ryan Tannehill, it's Todd Downing. They both, as a combination, in my opinion, have to be better, being better prepared. But- Let me ask you a question real quick, because uh, it, it's something that has been on my mind since watching the game, the Steelers game, because I, I put out tweets saying that, you know, Todd Downing, could have had the game won or it could have increased his chances if not been for his play calling, right? Yeah, turnovers happen. The refs things, the bad ref flags and all that happened. Bad penalties happen. But in crunch time, when it mattered, Todd Downing was driving the ship and then he just basically sunk it. (laughs) So, but let me ask you this. You know, last year you saw a regression from an entire unit in the defense, And a a lot of that was shifted to the blame of the staff for not having a lack of or for a lack of communication, not having the right figurehead in place for the players to go to. I look at this offense and it's I know there's injuries, but it's eerily similar when you see regression from Taylor Lewan, when you see regression from Nate Davis, from Roger Saffold, you see regression from Ryan Tannehill. A.J. Brown was dropping balls, but when he was healthy. There's regression everywhere, and it seems like there's a lot of communication errors throughout this thing. And to me, turnovers equal last year's third down conversion rate allowed. Like, I kind of feel like Todd Downey needs a little bit more heat under his butt than what people are willing to give him credit for because they're because you're right. Players do have to execute. And that's what everybody said last year, right? Kevin yeah. Byard has to execute. It just seems it's very eerily similar, in my opinion, to the same situation. It is. I think you're right that it is similar. I think it's similar for different reasons. I think what's similar, like the defense to me last year was too overly complicated. Like they were asking them to do too much stuff too fast, pre-snap in particular. I think it's the opposite, but the same for the offense. It's like they're not asking them to do enough pre-snap. It's like Todd Downing puts a play in on Tuesday. 
here's the play we're going to run with against this defense. Ryan Tannehill says, okay. The offensive line says, okay. Then they get to the line of scrimmage and they don't get the right look they want. And they still are like, okay, let's just run the play. And maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe, maybe it's completely incorrect, but what I, and this goes back to the jets game where they were showing all out blitz and they were still running seven step long drop play action passes. And that is on Todd Downing to stop calling that stuff. It is on the quarterback to check out of that stuff. And again, Arthur Smith's pretty good. So let's be honest. That's a big factor here. So I I, I see your point. I, I could totally compare it to what the defense did last year. I think in a different way. I think turnovers are, are interesting, though, because a lot of times they sort of level out over time. It, you know, nine fumbles from the quarterback, you know, 13 interceptions. Some of those are not on him, but some of them are. And yeah. I know he's got no weapons um, and I wanted to move on and talk schedule and defense, but it, it does feel like I feel like we're grasping at answers here. I'm hopeful that they have a better grasp of it behind the, the doors at, at St. Thomas. You would hope, but I don't, I ha- don't have the confidence in Todd Downing that I had at the beginning of the year. And yeah. I, I think over time, I think that's okay to have that opinion. I think your opinion should be able to evolve over time. I thought ta- Todd Downing could with, Julio Jones create a better offense and I get it. Not everybody's been healthy, but he's just, he's not adapting and you're seeing them right now with less yards per play than he had in his first stint in 2017 over in Oakland In Oakland. They ended the year with 28 turnovers. The Titans are already at 25. There's a lot of similarities that you can pull from Todd Downing's first stop in Oakland and his stop here in Tennessee. Yeah. And that's the common denominator is Todd Downing. Yeah. Just saying. I, I think it's injuries plus Todd Downing plus Ryan Tannehill needs structure in his life. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the issue. And and hopefully, obviously, when these guys start coming back, they get to get back into the, the high level of execution. Uh, defensively, just real quickly here. D- defensively, though, it, this feels like a deep playoff run, Super Bowl contending type of type of defense that they're playing right now. I know it's the Texans and I know it's the Jags and I know the Steelers aren't exactly lighting the world on fire on offense, but they shut down the Chiefs too. They dominate. They they got stops against Buffalo. Like this this unit feels like it's better than it's been in a long time. It's the best defense that I think the Titans have had since the Albert Haynesworth KVB Michael Griffin stomped the towel you know, 13 and three season that they had back then almost that's over, almost over a decade. I think it is over a decade ago. So, I mean, it is the best defense that they've had credit to Shane Bowen credit to whatever Jim Schwartz has taken part into this whole thing. They did a real good job. They didn't get a lot of pressures, but it's 10 pressures, but there was only 28 dropbacks. So that's, that's almost 50% rate of getting pressures per dropback. So that's still, while that number looks low, it's still a good good number to have when you look at it from that perspective. This is a championship-winning defense. It's just so funny how the world has turned upside down for this Tennessee Titans team from 2020-2021. Last year, it was, man, if only this defense was you know middle of the pack, right. they would have gone all, all the way. Now it's like, man, if this offense can just get healthy and be middle of the pack, they could go all the way because they have a great defense. So it's just, it's wild. It, it's, it's a crazy season. The season did not turn out how anybody predicted in in the process that it took to get to this point. Yeah. I'm super biased, but I think, cause I just love the kid, but having a 27 year old Zach Cunningham on this roster for the next few years is tantalizing to me, but that's just me. Oh, it's going to be so good. I, I, I can't understand why that happened, but I'm, I'm thankful it did the schedule. You and I talked a couple of weeks ago on this show about 
well, you know what? There's five games left. It looks like they've got a pretty manageable schedule. By record, it was one of the easiest left in the NFL. A couple weeks later, it's a very different discussion. Now you've got a short week. you got to turn around on Thursday night and play a Niners team that's won five out of six. The Dolphins next Sunday, although you'll get some extra rest, the Dolphins next Sunday have won six straight. Houston is what they are. They're a dumpster fire. But the other question, like the Colts have to go 3-0 and and the Titans have to go 1-2 and to lose the division. Even though the schedule has gotten what appears to be more difficult, I still don't think there should be much concern about losing the division. How do you feel about where the Titans are schedule versus seeding in the AFC? I feel pretty good because I think the Colts, you know, they face the Arizona Cardinals next week. And while the Cardinals did lose to the Detroit Lions yesterday, it's it's a it's a week to week league and it's all about matchups. I like I watched that Colts game versus the Patriots and I see horrible Carson Wentz and they got bailed out by a defensive brain fart on a 60 something yard run on Jonathan Taylor to end the game. I mean, the the turnovers for Mac Jones hurt their chances of winning that game. I think if you went to round two, Patriots versus Indy in New England, you're going to have a different story. I I think that the Colts will lose to the Cardinals. I feel still feel pretty good about this team's chances in the playoffs with hopefully get Derrick Henry and AJ Brown back. I I am not too concerned that they will lose this divisional round or this division. I I just don't, I just don't see it. it. If, if I go down that hole, (laughs) <laughs> and say that it is that way, then what good am I? Like, I'm not being objective. I'm being, I'm throwing a pity party for myself, which fans can tend to do. They see one game and they think, oh, it's over. This, this Titans team is going to have its hands full with this 49ers team. But luckily, they are on a short week too, and they're having to travel. That is huge for this team. And we have seen this team be able to stifle the run game. If they can stifle this run game, which is a, it's a very creative run game using Debo Samuel back there. Jeff Wilson's looking good. Elijah Mitchell will possibly be back. Yeah. If, 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 Todd, can, if Todd Downing wants to take notes on yes. how to be creative with your offensive scheme, especially pre-snap, just, just pop in the tape this week of Kyle Shanahan. Well, you think being on the Titans staff with Arthur Smith, he could just, you know, <laughs> know. use that experience. I, I just and, you know, he's an analytics guy, too, because that's where he got his start. You know, when I deep dived on Todd Downey when he was hired, you know, I noticed I think it was the Minnesota Vikings. He was the he started on the analytics staff and worked his way through to coaching that way. So I don't I, I, I'm sorry. We're going back to the offense. I, know, I, just we're don't back to Todd <laughs> I, I don't understand his play action, you know, perception. I just don't understand it. You know, Ryan Tannehill is ranked 13th among quarterbacks in play action usage, and he was number one last year. Yeah. I mean, listen, Derrick Henry has something to do with that, and so does A.J. Brown, but not all of it. Yeah. I think, again, I think this isn't popular on Twitter, but it is somewhere in the middle, right? It's a little, right. bit, of, it's a little bit of everything. The Niners, for some reason, the Niners game worries me more than the Dolphins game. The Dolphins are mistake prone. They, they do some stuff. Like, I think the Niners can just flat out outcoach you sometimes. And I think I I would be, I would not be surprised if they lose to the Niners on a short week, come back and beat Miami with a little extra rest, a Miami team that makes some mistakes. You finish with a win over Houston, you get to 11 wins. And and especially if Derrick Henry's coming back, I think people would view that as a really successful season considering the adversity they've faced. Yeah. It's, it's a successful season either way. If they get to double digit wins without Derrick Henry, (laughs) I mean, for the majority of the season, that's, that's pretty remarkable, especially with the win streak they went on in the middle of the year with, yeah. It was an improbable win streak, and yeah. I'm not going to be satisfied with not being in the Super Bowl, but I'm going to understand why they didn't get to the Super Bowl if they don't make it. There you go. Listen to that. A sound, logical, reasonable, thoughtful take from Zach Lyons. I appreciate that. It's That's very what we, rare. 
That's why we like you, man. Well, what what do you guys uh, give us a little bit more about what's uh, on this week's episode of the Football and Other Efforts podcast out every single Tuesday from Broadway Sports Media? So Mike Herndon makes his triumphant return. Uh, I'm sure you've seen his Twitter feed. He is basically <laughs> taking the dad approach of don't make me turn this car around. And he's, he's taking off his belt to whip some uh, Twitter followers right now because he's he doing is a lot just, of scolding. He's scolding yeah. people. Yeah, he is. He is scolding people. So there'll be a lot of that. And there'll <laughs> probably be a lot of me and Mike disagreeing just like old times. So just a, yeah, yeah. a classic F words episode. There you go. Every single Tuesday, football and other F words. Uh, Michael Gillum, Mike Herndon makes his return. Zach Lyons from Broadway Sports Media. And of course, right here on the 440 Sports Network. Zach, always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great holiday. Happy holiday. Merry Christmas. All the great stuff to all you and your families out there. And uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. The 440 brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm, and it's award-winning, I might add. So, proven process, over 10 years in the market of success, taking care of people's homes, dreams, and equity. Make sure you give them a call. BuildKG.com is the website. Talk to the Kingston Group. I promise you, you will benefit. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. Hope you appreciated that conversation with Zach and myself. Make sure you check out the Football and Other F-Words podcast from Broadway Sports Media right here on the 440 Sports Network out every single Tuesday. Rate, review, subscribe, share the product. We do appreciate it. My name is Braden Gall at Braden Gall on Twitter, at 440 Sports on Twitter as well. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, December 21st. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.